In a first from under the bridge, we are filming in the same not-quite-secure location. History is made. History? Is that making history? Uh, no. (laughs) Probably never happening again. That's fair. (laughs) Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. Welcome to Under the Bridge. I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And I'm going to start this off on a little somber note. Mm. And also a bizarre reminder of how for as much information as we have access to we only have information and people give it to us right case in point the voice actor the original voice actor for crash bandicoot brendan o'brien died almost two months ago really yes huh and it's only just being reported now because the obituary was posted may 9th no kidding yeah no crazy yeah no I remember for me when MF Doom, the rapper, passed away, it was like two weeks between him passing and people actually hearing about it. And I thought that was wild. Not two months. <laughs> no, yeah. So that was that was most of his video game stuff was that he voiced Crash Bandicoot. He mm-hmm. was also in films such as Grindhouse, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, Race to Space. Made a short appearance in Riverdale, which I need to catch up on at some point. Oh, okay. Huh. A math teacher, apparently. <laughs> I got, I don't remember how far into that show I got. It was less than a season, I think. But mm-hmm. I got in and I went, this is some stupid soap opera nonsense. <laughs> and I kind of dig it. I want to say I watched at least the first episode, but I can't tell you if I remember anything about it one way or another. All I remember is there's a bit where, to, in order to get on the cheerleading squad, Veronica instigates a makeout session with Betty real quick. And oh. the head cheerleader bitch just goes, <laughs> check your sell-by date, ladies. <laughs> Fun lesbianism hasn't been taboo since the 90s. Oh. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there. That's a good line. That's, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, and I've heard the show gets terrible. Oh, really? I, I, I think one of the last seasons involves ending up in an alternate reality and developing superpowers or something. Oh my, that sounds god-awful. I, I feel like I need to catch up with it at this point. I mean, I hope that's a thing of like... Whoever, whichever girl said that line is like, okay, you're the only reason people keep watching this show. <laughs> oh, no, she's also terrible. Oh, unfortunate. I seem to recall. Unfortunate, but hey, what can you do? Yeah, no. Anyways, this isn't about Riverdale. This is about the passing of Brendan O'Brien. Hmm. Rest in peace. Sorry for his family's loss. And just, what a, what a loss to gaming history. Oh, yeah. And what an amazing reminder of how far video gaming has come because he was 60. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. Nutty. Hmm. On the flip side, sometimes news comes a little too fast. <laughs> and this is why I don't trust stuff from just any old publication. Mm-hmm. Because Jamie Foxx went to the hospital in April. Yes. And certain sites were reporting that he'd been in the hospital for weeks ever since, and his family was praying for the best but expecting the worst. Oh, jeez. Come to find out via an Instagram post from his daughter, he's doing fine. <laughs> He's been out of the hospital for weeks. And and I imagine doing family things. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was playing pickleball, which I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Welcome to the bridge where I, I go off strip just to look up pickleball. What is pickleball? Indoor, outdoor, racket, slash paddle sport where two players or four players hit a perforated hollow plastic ball over a 36-inch high net. So tennis. It's tennis. <laughs> It's it's tennis. It's how is this not tennis? What is the difference? Oh, oh, because the balls are different. It's tennis. It's not tennis because the ball is different. 
So it's like badminton. Okay. <laughs> it's a tennis offshoot. Or maybe, is tennis a badminton offshoot? I don't know. I don't remember which came first. Huh. I remember looking it up years ago, but I can't remember which came first. Anyways, that's the importance of taking your time to make sure you got the news right. Yes. We don't print retractions here. Yes, journalistic integrity and all that Because we don't jazz. print anything. We don't print anything. I'll this backpedal a, on anything. This is a full <laughs> digital me- medium, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and therefore, I am free to edit out whatever I like. Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. So, you brought this one to my attention. Mm-hmm. The European Union, via the European Commission, mm-hmm. has approved Microsoft's deal to acquire Activision Blizzard. Yes. So, that's terrifying. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, if I remember the story correctly, it's like the whole of the EU has gone, yeah, no, this is fine. The only holdout still is the UK, because I guess the UK's equivalent commission still blocked the deal like a little over a month ago. Mm. And as far as I'm aware, there hasn't been any word on that, which kind of funny a little bit, because it's like entirety of the EU. Yeah, we're good. UK. Oh, and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, man, that's. I feel like there's some kind of Brexit joke somewhere in here. Not one that I'm clever enough to make right now. <laughs> Blexit. <laughs> Activexit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Microsoft. No. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Okay. <laughs> I thought that went through. Mm. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, we didn't. But that's why you stalk yourself. It is. <laughs> I don't know why I bothered. I've said worse. <laughs> So I think at this point, the only things are the only thing that has continues to block it was I don't remember the exact name of it, but there was a different thing within like the past couple weeks. I forget which organization blocked it, but basically what they were saying was the reason why they blocked it was a thing of like Microsoft is saying it's going to be one thing, but looking at how it all works and how Game Pass works, they could very easily turn it around to another. So until that gets cleared. The deal is still kind of put on hold right now. True. So, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I don't play a lot of things that would be covered in this, so... It doesn't matter that much to me. I hate that I've basically become just a Switch player, but... Eh, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's interesting to follow, especially if you have any interest in games and or business as a whole. In, in the regards of, like, mergers and monopolies and especially historical context, any of that. Because this deal, no matter how it goes, it's going to make history at some degree. And I'm pretty sure it, it's going to change how business is done in some capacity, no matter how it goes. Huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> uh, so the writer strike is still happening. Oh, boy. Only got some minor updates beyond pay your goddamn, goddamn writers. <laughs> I'm still on strike from this podcast, I'll have you know. This is all completely improvised. Greg's not even here. I'm just doing an impression. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm quite good at it. Years of practice. Indeed. Seth MacFarlane and the showrunners for Family Guy and American Dad walked out. Really? Yeah. Mm. Which is crazy because the animation, animation writers are apparently an entirely different animal. Oh, yeah, that has to be a different union. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing that in solidarity. Sylvester Stallone's expressed his support. Okay, good. I don't think production has stopped on Daredevil Born Again, but there was a day where it was halted because the Teamsters wouldn't cross the picket line, which... Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Completely fair. So yeah, no, that's just still ongoing, and Mm. it's important to keep that in mind, and it's important to brace yourself because the impacts are still going to come eventually. Oh, yes. 
And also, if on the on the extremely slim chance any executives are listening to this, pay pay, pay your goddamn writers, please. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, just pay your your people um, that are responsible for making you and your company millions of dollars. That's a way to say that. <laughs> All right, loads of money. Fucking <laughs> 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 Chakar. That's just a little inside joke that literally nobody else will get. No. <laughs> but I'm glad we're doing it. Indeed. It's a real MST3K, somebody stop her, she's got Mike's keyboard. <laughs> yeah, for context on that one, in one episode of the show, when somebody's walking out, they make that joke, and it's literally because, I guess, an ex-girlfriend of host Mike Nelson mm. actually took his keyboard when she left. So it was literally oh, nice. just for the few people in the know on that one. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which just goes to show, a joke does not have to be far-reaching in its impact to be funny. No. <laughs> what else do I have? Let me check the list. Ah, yes. Janice Contemporaries. This one's just a me thing. Okay. This one is exclu- exclusively for me. Alright. So, Criterion. The Criterion Collection. They release they release films that are considered to have artistic merit or historical merit or things like that. Mm-hmm. Which used to be older stuff. Yeah. And they started releasing some newer stuff. And it sounds like they're going to be scaling back on that because they've established Janus Contemporaries, which okay. <clears throat> is a new line of home video editions of first-run releases fresh from theaters following their streaming premieres on the Criterion channel. Some of these include EO, No Bears, <laughs> which won the special jury prize at the Venice Film Festival of 2022. Mm-hmm. Basically, it sounds like this is going to be a way to make films that didn't necessarily get a wider release more accessible, which okay. I'm for, yeah. because God knows I don't watch enough artsy stuff. Yeah, as I was say, looking at, because I see the list pulled up, and I'm seeing a lot of very artsy and interesting movies, but definitely ones that I could also go, this probably wouldn't get a lot of reception on a wide release, would it? Nah. Hmm. Nah. Especially because, you know, I have to go see stuff once a week anyway, but usually what I see is, what's what's going to be more fun to talk about? And typically, that's not these. Yeah, no. But I am looking to expand. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Okay. The real big news of this week. Fast 12. Yeah. At the premiere in Rome <laughs> of Fast 10, Vin Diesel dropped the bomb on us that Fast 10, Fast X, which whatever you want to call it... <laughs> Fast Cross. Fast Cross. <laughs> is going to be not the first part of a two-part finale. It's the first, first part, part of a, of a three three-part part finale. finale. Because uh, why the hell not? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it later because I also dropped a final trailer for Fast Ten, which I cannot goddamn believe. <laughs> the nerve releasing a four-minute trailer the, the week, week it the, drops. Yeah, the week the movie comes out. The balls on some people. <laughs> but time travel's gonna happen at some point, right? I mean, they already sent a Pontiac Fiero into space. And there's like, you know what, I'll talk about it more when we get to trailer time. Yeah. <laughs> there's one other thing that I think is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, per The Hollywood Reporter, we now have a number of front... We now have the front runner for Superman, apparently, as well as other actors being eyed for it, actresses being eyed for Lois Lane. And a script that apparently Nicholas Holt is being looked at for Lex Luthor. Okay. Which, I don't know. Mm. It's better than Eisenberg. Yes. Because what isn't? <laughs> True. Jared Leto's Joker. But, uh, you know what, they're yeah. about the same they're level. About, I'd say at the same idea. level, yeah. This hunka hunka. 
All right, settle down, Ace Ventura. God. Mm. You know, it's funny, there was, I don't remember when, but at one point in Knights at the Zodiac, all I could think of was just, just Eisenberg going, ding, 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 just for sheer stupidity of what was happening. I don't know if that's good or bad. Terrible. Terrible. We'll get into that too, I guess. We will. We will. So, David Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat? Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this name. I refuse to learn. <laughs> we are sorry if you're listening, good sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was a projectionist in Pearl, so I have seen him in something. Okay, cool. I still haven't finished Pearl. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's just when I was watching it, I had the house to myself, and then and then my roommates came back in, and I was like, oh, I need to stop because this is sensitive, <laughs> and there's a two year old present. Yeah, I click. <laughs> right when the movie was gearing up for the killing. <laughs> Terrible. Hmm. Jacob Elordi is also a name that's being considered. Okay. As well as Tom Brittany and Andrew Richardson. I have no idea who any of these are. I have are. no idea who these people are either. Contenders for Lois Lane include Emma Mackey, hmm. Phoebe Dynevor? Dynevor. <laughs> Never have I Dynevor. Dine- yeah, Dynevor, I believe, is correct. Dynevor Day? Di- <laughs> She's a James Bond movie. Ah. <laughs> and Samara Weaving. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she was in Scream 6. Right, she dies right at the start. (laughs) But it is being cautioned. None of these are screen testing. Yeah, these are just, I imagine, just ideas of who they would like to have in the role. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Yeah. James Gunn himself came out and said he's he's not one to talk about who's auditioning unless they say say it first. Mm. Which, good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Good on him not to to air that out there. I still don't know how I feel about Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. I feel like it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Granted, the only thing I've really seen him in in a full-length thing is Renfield. Apparently, Gunn did talk to one of the Guardians cast members about playing Lex Luthor. Really? It sounds like it didn't go anywhere. Ah, Like one of the main cast? I don't know. Okay. If we could get him, you know what would be both really good and really fucking funny? Hmm. Dave Bautista. I was thinking that too. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. (laughs) Imagine. He could at least pull off the aesthetic, if nothing else. And he's, ve- and he's at the cabin demonstrating, he's very good at the soft-spoken guy with a bunch of intensity, so you could easily yeah. have him be mild-mannered CEO Lex Luthor, yeah, 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 yeah. who then immediately goes ham at the end of the movie, <laughs> tearing his non-existent hair out, going, Superman! Yeah, I could see that. That would be awesome. And also, it would be really funny to have a wrestler go up against Superman who's not Dwayne Johnson. That too. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Also, apparently only one person has been cast in Superman Legacy, according to James Gunn, and oh, really? it's not any main characters. Okay. So I guarantee you, it's he probably already figured out the cameo role for Michael Rooker or Nathan mm-hmm. Fillion or any of those other actors that he likes to give cameos to in anything he does. Right. However, I can't help but think Michael Rooker would make a damn good Pa Kent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Granted, I'm kind of all for more Michael Rooker or anywhere for the most part, but... Yondu remains one of my favorite characters in the Guardians franchise, despite having been dead for a whole movie. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't mean he comes back at three, by the way. No. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, don't worry. Yondu may or may not still be dead. Go see Guardians 3. Go see it, though. It's a good time. Yeah. Also a sad time. Also a sad time. Very emotional time. <laughs> 
All right, trailer time. Yeah, trailer time. We got a very short teaser trailer for Poor Things. I'm into this. Yeah. It's very artsy, and just based on the first three people that they showed to be in it, seemingly mildly expensive. Yeah, we got Emma Stone, we got Willem Dafoe, we got Mark Ruffalo, and it's directed by the guy who did The Favorite and The Lobster. Yes, which, The Lobster got my attention, because that movie is... That movie's an experience. I remember watching The Favorite, and I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else. Mm. Rachel Weisz was in it. Oh, okay. So that's neat. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all for more takes on... Because I guess it's a Frankenstein take, where Emma Stone is basically a resurrected corpse lady oh, or something. okay. You know what, let me look up the summary real quick. Upcoming surreal surrealist science fiction romantic comedy film. Okay, you've got my attention. <laughs> oh, it's based on a novel. Okay, so it might not be exactly Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Huh. I could have sworn I remember reading somewhere that it was about Frankenstein. Or maybe it's like a different take on Frankenstein. Like, borrows from the idea of Frankenstein. As echoes, according to the Wikipedia summary. Mm. <laughs> Alright. No, this looks quite good. I like that... Mark Ruffalo gets hit, pause for a little too long, and just, ow. Yeah, it's just like, man, you just slapped the Hulk. <laughs> Good thing you're not in the MCU, or you would be dead. You'd be quite dead. But no, I, I'm very intrigued. This looks... It looks fun. It's Victorian and aesthetic, but also weirdly colorful. yeah. It's not, like, dingy and gray and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, bright colors. There's definitely a lot of yellows and blues in the trailer. Yeah, which I like. It's kind of pastelish. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. I don't know. I'm not an art person. <laughs> I ain't no art major. Right. Who boy. <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos. Okay. Hmm. That's the director's name. You'd think I would have bothered to figure out who directed the favorite, but... <laughs> Anyways, there's not a whole lot to say. No, because the trailer's, like, literally, like, 45 seconds, something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, she's brought back to life by scientist Dr. Goblin Baxter. Okay. Okay, so yeah, okay, she's, yeah, she is a, she is a... She's, she's basically Lady Frankenstein. Yeah. All right, neat. Wow, this has probably been the most inelegant summary of anything <laughs> that I have ever done. Mm. Oh, well. There was also a trailer for... I can't believe they're doing this. My Big Fat Greek <laughs> Wedding 3. So I've never seen any of these movies. Me neither. But this trailer has me going morbidly curious <laughs> yeah it i having not seen the other two i'm not really in a position to judge i can't say it looks good no no i don't think it looks good but i am at least it's one of those ones where it's like i don't think i'm gonna like this again ha- not having seen the third movie the first two i know that at least the first one was kind of a staple-ish movie in their whole rom-com thing in 2002 <laughs> oh, that's 20 years ago yes it is but Part of my brain also goes, but I think we want to see this just to see how insane it is. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I am curious. How do, how do, how do Greek audiences feel about these? That's a good question, isn't it? Because I feel like, just judging from this trailer, this seems horrendously stereotypical. Yeah. I was like, I have a feeling this is not how it normally goes. Like, not, it, to, it, not to... Not to... You know, be like, oh, this seems problematic. Just like a, are people okay with this? I'm genuinely curious. Yes. If you are Greek and you've gone to Greek weddings, let us know in the comments. Yeah. How does this fare as a representation? You cool with this? <laughs> genuinely want to know. Yes, it, it very much so. I like the I, I like the bit of ah uh, yes, where it proceeds to spout off very 
stretched out distant relation. Cousin! Yeah, and it's just like, all right, I guess we're cool with this. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's nice. That's pretty sweet. (laughs) Mm. It's got a goat in it. It does have a goat in it. So automatically, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, a goat just makes a a cameo in the family sleepover room. I'm just like, ooh. Oh, I don't know about that dog. (laughs) I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Because I'm never surprised. (laughs) All right, you lost me. Yeah, and, and, and... that part's funny just because right before she says, oh, you lost me, it just zooms out and their boat is just in the middle of like a river or lake or some large body of water. And it's just like, okay, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, a little bit. Little <laughs> that bit. is good. That is good. Like actual situational comedy. <laughs> and then the bit at the very end with the, I'm a vegetarian. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, when, I, when, when they said that, I was just like, oh, that's not going to go over well. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's some boomer humor if ever there was one. Indeed. <laughs> By which I mean, I, I, actually, you know what? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> but it feels like that. It does feel a little bit like that. Once upon a time, other Greg and I came to a realization that boomer humor is so much about hating your wife. <laughs> yeah. I don't pretend to understand it. No, like, I mean, I used to watch, like, um, Jeff Foxworthy... And Larry the Cable Guy and all those guys do their stand-up bits. And less so Larry the Cable Guy, but a couple of times Jeff Foxworthy and a lot of times from everyone else. It's like, and somewhere in this is wife having a bad time or something like that. <laughs> right? I don't understand it. Mm. Just like I don't understand the motivation behind releasing the final trailer for Fast 10 the Monday before it comes out. <laughs> and making it a four and a half minute trailer. With not a lot of actually new footage. No, which somehow, and somehow despite that, I still feel like I've already seen the whole movie in cliff note form. Yes. So there was a trailer for Fast X. Yeah. (laughs) There's a laser drone? There's a laser drone. There's an extended fight between Michelle Rodriguez and... um, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. That is literally like, I want to say, actually the last 60 seconds of the four minute trailer. There's cars... There's actually, there's actually some expensive cars. <laughs> John Cena's back. We already knew that, but now we get a little more. Mm-hmm. We got somebody explaining the Fast and Furious franchise to Brie Larson. In, in like a really bad Cliff Notes version. I was just like, ah, this is... I know I'm talking about Fast and Furious. Like, no, that, as he's doing that, talking about how it's like street racers who, t- who turn into hijackers. Like, I mean, that's a Cliff Notes version of that, but yeah. <laughs> it's like that bit of Jimmy Woo from WandaVision going, that's an oversimplica- oversimplification of events, but yes. <laughs> so, I feel like, in, I don't know what they're getting up to in that one lab where they get in a fist fight. Yes. But I feel like, inevitably, we're going to jump the shark even more than going into space. God, I hope not. Because there's three movies left. And Fast 9 already had them going into space. In, in a Pontiac Fiero. In a Pontiac Fiero. How could they possibly <laughs> jump the shark more? And all I could come to is, eventually, it's going to time travel. It's either going to time travel, or there's going to be some callback to the laser drone thing. I mean, like, we need to put lasers on our cars. <laughs> you can't see the face I just made. It was, <laughs> it was distressed. It was cursed. It was very cursed. That just was like, a face of pure. Oh no! Just like this franchise at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think time travel. I think we're gonna go back in time. We're gonna somehow. We're gonna have Jim Henson's Fast and Furious babies. I I'm going to call it now. If they don't do it for this movie, since these are supposed to be like this is the air quotes finale. They're going to save time travel for Fast 12. 
Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, oh, you guys were talking all that good shit all these years. Well, guess what? Time travel. <laughs> you would have an excuse to recast Paul Walker. Oh, God. Well, I want to say at one point they tried that with, um... Oh, what's the man's name? He showed up in Fast and Furious 7, I believe, as the... Not explicitly stated, but clearly supposed to be a replacement for Paul Walker. Oh, no, I don't mean a replacement. I mean, a, like, it's his character whose name I forget. Mm. Because... I cannot remember anybody's names in these whole things except <laughs> Dominic Toretto. Uh, Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor. Yes. I remember Toretto, I remember Hobbs, I remember Shaw. And yeah. I remember those two because they had their own movie. Yeah, and I would say they're the most memorable people Wait, overall. hold on, for I'm good gonna try reasons. it. I'm gonna try it. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez is Letty. Yes. Natalie Emanuel is Ramsey. Yes. One of them is... Tej, and the That's other one is Ludacris? <laughs> Roman. Luda no. One is Tej, one is Roman. Yes. Tyrese Gibson is Roman? Tyrese Gibson is Roman, Ludacris is Tej. Okay. John Cena is... Oh my god, it's the Max Payne movie all over again. <laughs> Jacob Toretto. Yes. I, Greg can attest, I don't have Wikipedia up. And, and I, he does not have Wikipedia up, and honestly, he's doing better than I anticipated, it, and he's doing this for longer than I would have expected. Okay, the only person who, who I can't remember their character name, or their actor name, is Han. Oh, uh, Soon Sun Kang, I believe. Soon Kang, okay. Yeah, Soon Kang. And if it's any constellation, I don't remember the name of um, Helen Mirren's character. Mm. It's something Shaw. Yes. <laughs> I know it's gotta be something Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You think Gal Gadot is coming back in this one? Shit, if they brought Han back in that bullshit way that they did in the previous movie, then anything's on the table. Anything goes, yes. as they say. But no, anyway, so they're, it, the Fast 12 is gonna end with new younger Dom waking up in new timeline. Oh my god, if they pull it's I'm gonna call it fast point. Oh no, I was thinking they're gonna do the all it's all a dream thing on the final movie and I'll be like, fuck this. Oh, it's not I, gonna be all a dream. I was gonna say I would hope not. No, it's just gonna be a rebooted timeline because of time travel <laughs> to avert some catastrophe or something. No, but I could see them doing that. And if that happens, and just being like, wow, that was a crazy dream. I was like, I'm going to set all of my Fast and Furious DVDs on fire. Wait, never mind. No, never mind. They don't pull a flash. They don't pull that. They're going to pull a Sly Thieves in Time. Okay. And it's going to end with Dominic Toretto in Jurassic Times. <laughs> Dominic Toretto the with the... The Fast and the Jurassic. The fa Oh, don't will that into existence, Universal please. owns both. <sighs> they do own both. They do and then both. the next Jurassic Park movie is gonna be like, why is there a fossilized, <laughs> why is there a fossilized Dodge racing car here? Why is there a fossilized 1969 Dodge Charger? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> uh. I'm hoping that by willing this into existence, by speaking it, I will not will it into existence because then Universal is faced with the problem of they're going to have to pay me for the idea. Yeah. So you're welcome. It's problematic no matter what. I'm doing you all a service. <laughs> I'm speaking the terrible idea so that way they can't do it. <laughs> this really was nothing in this trailer. No, there was absolutely enough. If you've noticed, we haven't talked about the trailer much because there's nothing new in the trailer. Yeah, and like, because we're going to have to go see this movie this weekend. So... Yeah, yes, that too. And I do mean going to have to because like, basically nothing else is out. Or nothing else that we want to see is out. Really nothing. Oh, right. Oh, Almost right. nothing. Oh, fun. As far as I can tell. Mm. Huh. Let's talk box office. Oh, boy. 
Uh, did I see the highest grossing movie this weekend? <laughs> well, I didn't see it this weekend. We both saw it last weekend. Yes. It's still Guardians <laughs> 3. Hey. $62.6 million domestic weekend. It's at $215.6 million domestic and $530.9 million worldwide. This means in 10 days it has already passed Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oof. Yep. Oof. Which, to be fair, it's a magnitude's better movie. It is, but still, damn. That does hurt. Mm. $250 million budget, as seems to have become standard for these things at this point. Mm. Which, again, this one feels like it needed that budget. Yeah. It did a lot with it. And it did it really damn well. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Second place is still the Super Mario Brothers movie. Jeez, okay. Yeah. $12.6 million dollars. $12.6. <laughs> <laughs> It did $12.6. Every other movie this weekend did worse than a Happy Meal. <laughs> you want to go get a Happy Meal? Congratulations, you just broke the top five in the box office this weekend. $12.60. I know what I said. $12.6, please. Oh, man. That's what happens when I write, the, when I write this wrong. Oh, did I say I wrote it? Shit. No, I'm still on strike. Believe me. Uh, $12.6 million domestically this weekend. Mm. It's at $535.6 million domestic total. $1.21 million worldwide. Jesus. Yep. Okay. Third place, the movie I didn't see this week. Well, okay, there's several movies I didn't see. Oh, wait, that was last weekend, actually. Mm. Yeah, Book Club, the next chapter. Okay. Yeah, $6.6 .6 million domestic weekend and... To wait. I thought that came out last weekend. I might have messed something up here. It's at $9.8 million worldwide against a $20 million budget. Mm. Doomed. Yeah, probably. Fourth place, Evil Dead Rise. $3.7 million domestic weekend for a $60.2 million domestic total and $131.8 million worldwide. And in fifth place, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. At $2.5 million domestic for a $16.5 million domestic total. No worldwide release. Okay, I, man, I keep on seeing seeing this pop up. I was like, maybe I should actually go see this movie. I want to see it. I also feel like I can't go see it by myself. True, fair. and also there's so many other things. That's fair. Interestingly, sixth place was Hypnotic. Really? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Which probably begs the question: What of the movie I did see this weekend? Knights of the Zodiac, Saint the Saint Seiya movie. Well. That's in eleventh place domestically. Five hundred thirty-five k. Seriously? Yep. Holy hell. About what it deserves. That is bad. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to get into why. Because <laughs> you saw it and I, I did, did not. I did see it. I did, to my great distress. <laughs> it's funny because I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> and I almost didn't go see it Saturday night. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were playing Tears of the Kingdom in the movie theater. No. <laughs> God, I wish. But what happened was, Saturday night, I was like, okay... If you don't see it tonight, you're going to have to go see it Sunday, and mm. you're really not going to want to see it Sunday because you've got other stuff to do. Right. And I still almost didn't. And then Tears of the Kingdom it did something that made me mad, and I was like, well, fuck you, game, I'm going to go see a movie. <laughs> so I went to go see this, and man, I really wish I just hadn't. <laughs> I, I can't prove it for obvious reasons that will become apparent. But this feels like what watching Dragon Ball Evolution must be like if you haven't seen Dragon Ball. Mm. Where you know it's a bad movie anyway, because it's really unpleasant to look at, like it's very washed out. Right. It's boring. None of the characters are engaging. They're all one-note cardboard cutouts. Fun. 
but you feel like you're missing context as to how bad it really is. <laughs> oh, so it because just keeps you there. it's <laughs> probably also a bad adaptation of source material, I'd assume. Mm. Or, Saint Say is just that horrifically uninteresting. I don't know. <laughs> I could be I'm wrong. Fans of Saint Seiya, let me know mm. in the comments. Is the series any good? Because I couldn't tell from this. Right. So, Seiya is a ring fighter. Okay. Whose sister is kidnapped when okay. he was a kid, okay. as they keep flashing back to over and over again, <laughs> a la the plane crash in Iron Fist Season 1, where it happens once an episode, and if I never see that again in my life, I'll still wake up in a cold sweat, screaming about the plane crash. He's like, cold sweat, plane crash, flashback. Come <laughs> What do they mean? <laughs> what does it all mean? No, it's bad. <laughs> okay. he, he unleashes some weird power and gets the attention of a bunch of armored cyborg boops and then gets kidnapped by some old guy who's like welcome to our island or whatever you're a you're a you're a pegasus not you're you're a knight of the zodiac and you've got to protect my daughter who's a reincarnation of the goddess athena i didn't know stick had a daughter with you mentioning him getting kidnapped by some weird ass oh old yeah <laughs> no that's fair <laughs> Come to think of it, I forget. I know who the guy is playing the dad, but I forget. It's the Zodiac. Sean Bean. Okay. Fuck, that's Boromir! <laughs> wow. Who else is in this movie? His name is Almond. His name is Almond? No, it's Almond. Oh, Almond. Okay. The whole time I thought they were saying Almond. <laughs> I was very confused. Alrighty. Docrates? It's, Fuck it, was that? It's, it's Socrates, but open source. <laughs> it's open. <Well> done. <laughs> oh yeah, Fabka Jansen is in it. She was uh, Jean Grey in the original X Men movies. Oh okay. And then she got blown up. <laughs> Did she get blown? No, she got stabbed. She blew up other people though. Okay. She blew up Professor X. Fortunately, oh. she had a twin or something. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I I would rather talk about literally anything other than this. <laughs> but the show must go on. It must. It's. God, it's just so singularly uninteresting. Hmm. The man proceeds to be skeptical about shit well beyond the point where he should be. It's like you literally just fucking watched a purple berry explosion come from this girl, and you're still doubting this shit. I'm expecting it to be like a thing of like, it's raining, and he sees drops of water, and they're falling on him, and he goes, but it's water wet. What is this witchcraft? <laughs> and despite his motivation being sympathetic, wanting to find his sister. <laughs> okay. He's still a whiny asshole. Oh, fine. And I hate dealing with him. Mm. I don't understand anybody's motivation. I just... It's it's boring. It's dull. The choreography is halfway interesting, but then at the end you run into the Shang-Chi problem of it turns into a big CGI slugfest with just weird auras around everybody. Oh, dear. And it's hard to follow, and it's just like, oh, this is much less interesting, and the parts before weren't even all that interesting anyway. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody's pretty wooden in this. Mm. Not a not a great performance all around. Um, I mean, I prefer mahogany myself. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, is this who I think it is? Oh, zero was Mylock. Zero in zero from John Wick, Chapter Three. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay cool. Yeah, I thought that was him. All right, Mark Dacascos. I like him. He was good. He was he was pretty good. Okay. There was one bit that I remember where he's just like, "I need to get on the plane," and then. You know, it, it's it's probably spoilers. It's spoiler time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'll I'll let me see if there's anything else. Let me check my notes. 
What's unfortunate is that I read your notes before we started, and your notes make this movie sound a lot better than it is. <laughs> it's really not. Everybody just keeps talking around each other with the same stupid shit. Mm. Most of it ends up being for nothing. I don't understand the mythology at all, because they say one thing and then another thing happens, and it's completely contrary, and there's no rhyme or reason. For most of the movie, nobody shows any signs of actually taking damage, which is... <laughs> A poor way to figure out how a fight's going. Okay. It changes later, but then also it stops. It opens with a goddamn blue sky beam. Like a laser beam? Yeah. Really? A blue sky beam. Oh. You know, the one that's in every fucking action slash sci-fi oh, movie. Yeah. It opens with that in a... Oh, right. Basically Green Lantern-esque exposition <laughs> thing where it's like... A long time ago on a on this planet, not a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so Gods nice. and monsters or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you can see the inspirations, but they're not well done. <laughs> it's just it's just an all around unpleasant movie. That's unfortunate. It really is. Mm. I am really, really struggling for something else without getting into details. Mm. Too many flashbacks. Too many flashbacks. I, I've lost track of time. Washed out. It's washed out. I went over bad character motivation. Fuck. I mean, when you mentioned that um, it had the blue laser at the very beginning, I was like, okay, so is that a sign that we're getting rid of the tropes right away, or is this just set no, up like... No, they just go all the way through. And so it's just like, oh, so if you need to know what to expect, first five seconds of the movie. There's a dark, stupid secret. Oh, boy. Yep. Is someone actually Luke's father in this? <laughs> Did I mention that uh, Athena and Seiya... Her name's not Athena, it's something else. The, Athena and Garnet... They have, they have anti-chemistry. <laughs> really? It's literally just they're dicks to each other, and then they stop. Uh, okay. And it's just insufferable. Mm. It's like, they're gonna... Yeah, they're gonna... They're gonna... Goddesses don't have boyfriends. Oh, fuck, they're going there. That's something you say when goddesses do, in fact, have boyfriends. <laughs> You thought you were being clever. You thought you were sneaking it past me. I know. <laughs> I've seen these. I've also, seen too many like this. Also, who are you to say what happens in goddesses' personal lives? <laughs> yeah. What are you? A god? The guy flying the plane. <laughs> <sighs> A whole lot of destruction happens at the end. Oh, okay. Well, hey, at least stuff gets blown up then. Yeah, but it's 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 horribly uninteresting to look at. Mm. It's just pulsing waves of colored nonsense. <laughs> just a big wave of purple. Oh boy. Which is probably a I don't fucking care. Is it spoiler time now? Yeah. It, boy, isn't it funny how just two weeks ago I was like, man, I haven't really run into any movies lately where <laughs> the answer is no, don't go see it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Just and, two weeks ago. And here we are. And here we are. I feel like there's a potentially hypocritical dichotomy here where I love Blood and Honey despite it being an objectively <laughs> bad movie and then turn around to this one and go, no, it ain't worth it. But no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even... Maybe it's just because I'm not attached to Saint Seiya, but I am attached to Winnie the Pooh. It's not even funny from the perspective of watching something that you actually care about that might be interesting, be twisted and perverted into some lame, cheap version of itself. Mm. But God damn it! So don't bother... Don't see this. It's bad. <laughs> I will forget that I've seen this, and then I will put together 2023 in review at the end of the year, and I will go, oh shit, that's right! <laughs> and I'm gonna forget, odds are I'll forget to put it on the draft, on the list of things, and then I'll be like, I'm missing a week somewhere, when did I, oh, that's the <laughs> week, okay, 
Yeah, wow, that was... What you should do is that you shouldn't even record a line for that end of year. You just pull it from this episode. <laughs> you know what? That is an idea. <laughs> just make the poster for the movie black and white instead of colorful. <laughs> Put a filter on it. Yeah, you know what? I might do that. I'll probably forget. That's a good suggestion, and I thank you for it. So if you don't want to get spoiled, yeah. Don't care. Click away in three, two, one. So... I don't even know where to start. Uh, even even jumping into spoilers, I don't know where to start with this. I mm. <sighs> So he gets in the ring and his boss, I guess, is like, hey, none of this dancing bullshit you were doing before. It's like, okay, first of all, there's plenty of dancing-based martial arts. And second yeah. of all, why is the crowd bored by that? The man's flipping around like fucking nobody's business. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Is this not what you came for? I don't... So that guy jumps in the ring and they start getting in a fight and this guy, it's one of those things where I know it's an anime movie, but they still set a pretty poor baseline for what regular humans are capable of. Hmm. Uh, the bad guy is Athena's adopted mom. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't call her Athena. Her name is, what is her fucking name? Sienna. That's it. Okay. Sienna. So, much like her adopted dad is the good guy, her adopted mom is the bad guy. Because, I guess, when she was a baby, she let out some god oran and, and it just disintegrated her mom's arms and did so much damage that now she needs to absorb life energy from other people in order who have the ability to harness it in order to keep herself alive. So now she's like, the goddess's power is too great and we must destroy her. And the dad's just like, it's still our daughter, you crazy fucking bitch. Oh, god almighty, so... So she's got robot arms. So she's got robot arms, okay. And... This could have been non-spoilers, come to think of it. As I say, so what I'm hearing is that we're kind of, like, halfway ripping off Inhumans right now. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm just gonna put a timestamp and say basically spoilers all the way through, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) Don't watch the movie. Right. Oh, man. I guess she's got one of the knights on her side, too, but I didn't find that out until... I can't remember for the life of me if they mentioned it and I missed it, or if Mm. they just went, surprise, motherfucker, he's the Phoenix Knight. I'm just like, wait, what? Why is a knight who's supposed to help protect Athena trying to kill Athena? I get maybe they can go rogue, but this was never really established. Yeah, no. You didn't really go into this? This wasn't in the syllabus. Also, there's only three of these knights in the whole movie, one of which is the bad guy. Well, the bad guy's main minion. Yeah. And one of which just stays on an island training other knights, I guess. (laughs) So, where the fuck are the rest of them? At the end, they're like... (laughs) Oh, we have to go find the rest of the knights because the gods are coming for war. And it's just like, why did you get them when the planet was about to blow up? You, you were know with... where they are? Yeah, I was say, you were with them. <laughs> you know? What is this? <laughs> so the deep, dark, terrible secret is the mom kidnapped Saya's sister, Patricia. Saya and Patricia. Saya wow. and Patricia. What are these fucking names? <laughs> so... And the dad was actually part of it at the time because they needed... Cosmo was the energy, I guess. Or Cosma? I don't remember how they pronounced it. Mm. Let me see if... Let me see if the article says it real quick. No. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want a measure of what a movie's like, look at the Wikipedia plot summary. (laughs) So, it turns out the sister went into hiding to keep the brother safe because the brother was destined to be the Pegasus Knight. And it's uh, it's just all so fucking stupid. Okay. 
That's the big dark secret that, like, oh, she could have found you at any time. She chose not to because she was trying to keep you safe. And it's like, why didn't you fucking lead with this? <laughs> oh, I know why. Because you got to drum up conflict in the second act so it can all come to a head in a big explosive thing. And then you can self-actualize yourself in a, I am better at kung fu! And I have blasty hands! <laughs> and I, are there actually blasty hands? There are blasty hands. Okay. That sounds neat. It's not. <laughs> okay. I hate this movie. This was a really bad time. Yes. This is a waste of two hours of my life. I can't believe this movie's budget. <laughs> what is the budget? 60 million! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> hey, animating is expensive, man. Or, I don't know, is this an animated movie or is it live no, action? No, it's live action! Oh. Oh, so it's a... Oh, God almighty. All it's right. a... Yeah. It's, 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 it's an action fantasy kung fu movie, essentially, based on an anime with a $60 million budget. You can see the problem here. Jesus. And it made $5 million worldwide so far, I guess. Mm. Yeah, 535k was just domestic. Oh, Oof. man, I just... I... I'm really struggling to remember specific things. Mm. There's a bit when the cyborg guards are keeping the pilot Mylock from getting on the plane. He's like... I need to get on this. And they all start laughing, and it's like, ah, oh, glad we understand each other. Just start shooting them with, how do you like my special bullets? Because they're completely <laughs> impervious to most weapons, except for these bullets that this guy happens to have. And it... So he has Judas bullets from Luke Cage, then. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Which, I mean, okay, to be fair, he works for the dad who's rich, I guess, and puts most of his funding towards stopping his wife, or his ex-wife. I don't... <sighs> Is that reverse petty? Is that, like, instead of moving on with each other's lives, it's like, I have to put all this money in to stop my evil wife. And it's like, uh... It's like, no, she's actually evil. It's like, okay, then it's not... Then. Oh, no, she's not actually evil, because she decides, like, 90... I guess the plan is they need to kidnap the daughter so they can drain her life energy, which is Athena's life energy, to keep Athena from manifesting, but it's gonna kill her in the process. And after 90% of the way through with the daughter screaming in agony, the mom's like, I can't do it! Stop! Stop! And the Phoenix Knight asshole is like, oh no, you don't! Ends up taking the golden armor, which they took from the original knight who was carrying reincarnated Athena, that fucking... <laughs> they never say why Athena reincarnates in the first place! Oh, they, so they were like, no, it's like, we need to uh, reanimate slash maybe murder our child. Why, though? Just roll with it. <laughs> And then Athena starts going on a rampage when she awakens, and they don't really say why. Like, maybe it's because she kept, get, she almost got her life drained, and she decides, Vengeance is mine! Yeah, it's like, man, y'all are fucked up. <laughs> but she doesn't say anything, so it's all just left up to, ah! <laughs> I hate this movie, it was such a slog! See, now I feel bad for not seeing it, if for no other reason than I could sit here and help jog your memory, maybe. No, it's fine, the lack of anything to say just kind of says it all. Mm. Oh, and then Sienna ends up saving her mom's life with a little bit of her god energy. Oh, wait, wait, why? <laughs> because her mom tried to save her in the end. Bullsh and that means she's good. Bullshit! She tried to kill her! <laughs> I fucking... The whole final bit is just... Okay, there was one funny bit. Okay. Where the boss ends up... The, uh, say his boss from the fighting ring. And the fighting ring, I guess, is owned by the, by, by the mom. Ends up joining her and becoming an irreversible cyborg for more power. Just because he wants to kill Seiya for making a fool out of him in the ring, I guess. And in the big second act showdown, he starts beating the shit out of him. And then in the third act showdown, once he finally manifests his full armor, the guy's like, let's go! And then he just lays him out with one fucking hit. Oh, one punch, man. It was really fucking funny. <laughs> 
And by really fucking funny, I mean... The only funny thing. It was the o- It was one of the only funny things. It was moderately amusing, which for this movie means really it's fucking, fucking funny. funny. Relative to the rest of the movie, the fact that it was like, got a chuckle, man. Oh, man, that's hilarious. That's really <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> ah. Ugh. And then the Phoenix Knight ends up trying to stop Athena himself, and he just gets fucking Team Rocket blasted off again. But at the <laughs> end, he's basically like, I'll be back. With weapons. With, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Does he still have the golden armor? Apparently, like, you can absorb other knights' armor or something. I don't know. Is there, like, armor mitosis in this movie or something like that? I don't understand how any of this works. (laughs) Your your life stuff manifests armor, or maybe it's the pendant manifests armor, but it needs the energy. I I don't... (laughs) It's dull. (laughs) It's a dull, stupid movie, and I feel like... I feel like this is something that would make sense if I'd watched any of Saint Seiya. Fair. But, considering that this isn't even advertised as a Saint Seiya movie, it's just called Knights of the Zodiac, which, to be fair, probably a difference of localization or what have you. Yeah, yeah. But again, it doesn't really advertise itself as such, it feels like, based on the title. I didn't see any trailers for it. If I had, I probably would have steered clear and seen Fool's Paradise instead, (laughs) even though I think that had like a 16% critic score last I checked. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the choices this weekend were that, Knights of the Zodiac, and Hypnotic, none of which got good scores. (laughs) I hate to cut it this short, but, like, <laughs> there's really nothing else to say. It was just a... Bad movie. Bad, boring, dull movie Wa- with insufferable leads. And washed out. everybody, actually. And washed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> thanks for... This has been a real fun time. Yes. This week, we're gonna go see Fast 10. Yep. So, as the marketing <laughs> has refused to say, Fast 10 your seatbelts. I can't believe they missed that. It still bugs me. They haven't me. done it yet, right? I don't think so. Hold on a second. It's it's the whole thing of how they missed the unobvious like Pulp Fiction reference in Kingsman. Oh wait, apparently that 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 is what the was that the initial teaser trailer from last year? <laughs> oh, Fast and Furious cast are where we're... people want them to use the pun and they're not fans. Why? You self serious fuckos. It's that easy. <laughs> it's right there. It's three feet in front of you. Gee, you know what might help. If you didn't use a Roman numeral. <laughs> and then it's... You could have called it Fast X and avoided this whole thing. <laughs> but since you insist that it is called Fast 10, God! So we're probably going to have an angry review about that movie. Yeah. Or one of us will. Honestly, I feel like it might be you. It's probably going to be At me. At this point, I'm just disengaged from these entirely. <laughs> I don't blame you. It probably won't stop me from getting mad about some things. <laughs> Like Tyrese Gibson not dying. Yes. That made me so mad in fate. No, and I that made me mad and it made me even more mad how they basically like laugh at the audience in the movie like 10 minutes after that. No, that's F9. Oh, was that F9? Yeah, that was F9. Okay, that part still makes me mad Which though. we're basically superhuman at this point and then a truck lands on him, yeah. except it didn't. No, I mean, for me, it was the bit where they're getting shot up during the first mission. I'm like, no, no, you should actually have, like, ten AK-47 bullets drew you. And he's like, I'm alive. It's like, fuck off. (laughs) No, Fate was the one where I was expecting him to die Mm -hmm. against a nuclear submarine. Oh, yeah, because he took the Lamborghini against the submarine. Yeah. And And he beats armed gunmen with the door from said Lamborghini. Oh. Anyways, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, TikTok, Google Podcasts, wherever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Feel obli- don't feel obliged to do any of it if you don't want to, but it helps. It helps a lot. In any case, 
This has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And this is the fakest happy I've ever been for one of these. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye! Goodbye, everybody.